A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back, beautiful mamas. For many years now, I've been talking about what I call the inner me mama voice. The voice inside us that is constantly telling us we're not doing a good job. We should have done it better. Why aren't we more like her or him or we're making all these mistakes every day? At the core of it, we're just not good enough. And it's been the biggest awareness that I've brought to my own life is how to undo that noise in my head and realize that it's not my truth. But for many years, I've been talking about it in my own experience without truly understanding, I guess, the, the neuroscience of it, how the brain works, how this voice affects us and our behavior. And then I have found the work of Dr. Vanessa Lapointe, an amazing specialist on the brain, on parenting, on behavior. And the minute I started reading and hearing about her work, I knew that this was the missing element in what I've been talking about. You know those reactions that you have all of the time? The angry reactions, the reactions to how your children behave, those thoughts that he or she is not doing well enough compared to other children. Even those moments when you get into bed at the end of the night worrying that you should have done better. All of those are about to be explained in the most amazing way. Vanessa's message is that parenting is our greatest conscious awareness. It is how we heal and grow and it is what we are here to do. And you will finish this interview with such inspiration about growing as a parent and a human being. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this amazing interview. Enjoy. This is the Happy Mama Movement with your host, Amy Taylor-Kabaz, author, mama to three, and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. In my mamahood journey, I have gone from an overachieving, addicted-to-busyness superwoman to finally slowing down, simplifying, and realizing that being a mama is the greatest self-development teacher in the world. And after more than 15 years covering breaking news, I've swapped current affairs to inspiration and now bring you the best I can find every week to help us feel more connected as women as we raise our families. Because when we come together, amazing things happen. So welcome to the movement. Thank you so much for joining me, Vanessa. This is fascinating, the area that you work in and the work and message you share with parents. I'm wondering, how did you start with this? You know, I I really came into it very naturally. I've always had an affinity um, for working with children. So as a teenager, I would be a leader at 
kids' summer day camp programs and those kinds of things. And I knew that whatever career I launched into eventually, it would be one working with children. Um, when I became a university student, I got very, very interested in the brain and how the brain uh, really controlled um, perception and sensation. And so I studied neuroscience, actually. And it was in the study of neuroscience that I really came to understand the experience of children uh, who I call exceptional, um, who are walking an interesting path in life, either because they have some, you know, unique facet about their brain or some kind of unique experience in their um, lives that has changed their developmental pathway. And so I really wanted to come alongside and understand what makes exceptional kids tick. And um, when I became a parent myself, I realized that much of what I had learned in my formal education, 13 years of post-secondary study, um, actually wasn't terribly helpful. <laughs> And so it led me as both a parent and a child psychologist to really begin um, my true work, my, my real passion, um, really sort of uncover my real dharma, so to speak, uh, in terms of understanding the human condition that is the developmental journey of the child and that is alongside that the journey of the parent. So can you give us a brief summary of you know, all of the work you've done over the last 12 years of study and parenting and now work with parents? When you say exceptional children and when you talk about what's happening in the brain to help us understand what is going on in our child, can you give us a quick summary of that? Absolutely. So as an early career psychologist, I worked in the public sector supporting children that were uh, part of our child protection system. And so I witnessed um, the direct effect of trauma on the developing brain and what happens to little people as they grow into big people when the brain is just left to kind of swim around in all of that trauma. And so really, when I say the exceptional brain, I mean the brain that we just need to have so much respect for. Whether it's a traumatized child or whether it's a child uh, like my own son who's got um, learning challenges or whatever it is, that's a brain that's spectacular. It's unique and it's interesting and it's exceptional. When you are growing an exceptional child, you don't get to be a normal parent. It actually demands that you step into your shoes as an exceptional parent so that you are able to capably come alongside your child and guide and lead them um, through their developmental journey. So the work that, that I do really focuses uh, primarily on supporting parents um, as they work to just understand the inner workings of their exceptional children you know that actually makes me feel a bit emotional hearing you describe it like that mm. about how exceptional these little brains are and I have worked with so many mamas that struggle with a child that has a learning difficulty severe allergies uh, even just a very spirited child you know yeah. something that obviously might not have a medical definition but pushes yeah all of her mother's buttons, mm. or, you know, to, to flip that and instead see that this is an exceptionally amazing brain and is asking mm. you to step into an exceptional space yourself. That is just a beautiful way to look at it. 
Thank you. I find so much of um, where we land as parents really does come uh, with how we look at things. And, and if we change the way we look at things, then the things that we look at change. Mm. And that's why I really wanted to speak to you because we are so together on that. One of the things that I really wanted to explore with you, Vanessa, is this idea that there is no good or bad parent and there is no good or bad child. And when it comes mm -hmm. down to it, this is all based on our judgment of ourselves and our children compared to others. Now, the mamas that have been following me for a while will know that I speak a lot about the inner mean mama, this judgment voice that is mm. constantly telling us you're not doing it good enough, you're not good enough yourself, you should have done it this way, look at her, What? look at him, why isn't it like that? That just is this endless noise in our mind that we react to our children and to ourselves from that place. You talk about it in exactly the same way and can you explain to me what you see it as and how it's affecting all of these parents? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I would say actually, and this is probably your same experience, that so much of what parents struggle with is that sort of inner mean mama stuff. And it can so consume us. I actually believe that even by the time we are born into this lifetime that we're each living, that we are preloaded with stories and programs and scripts that run us. And oh, yes. that the dominant pop culture all around us sort of reinforces. Uh, it's almost like we have a contract, a, a society-wide contract that we have to live out these stories and these programs. And then, you know, we become, we're little children being parented and, and we add evidence to the stories and then we grow up and become parents ourselves and we wonder why we're so hard on ourselves and how that Oh, I agree and, with that 100%. I do believe that it's right from birth. We inherit many of these voices and stories. I yeah, that. they're not even our own. And yet we carry them around with us for the rest of our lives. And they, they sort of um, pollute and poison the parenting field and make um, uh, the really joyful journey of being a parent become this sort of heavy thing that we have to carry along. Mm. So what do we do about that though, Vanessa? You know, mm -hmm. if we are born with this, if we're carrying these stories and everybody knows this, we all have seen ourselves react in a way that was the way our parents reacted, that we promised ourselves we would never do. What do we do to start changing that? You know, this is a brilliant question and, you, and you've landed on what I think is going to be the most significant shift that we see um, in parenting uh, in my lifetime anyways, which is the move towards really uh, embracing um, why consciousness is so central and um, elemental when it comes to um, being your best possible parent. And what I mean by consciousness is really being able to take that which is below the surface, that which is um, subconscious, that which we're not really even identifying with, and be able to raise that up and above 
above the surface so that we can see it and name it and then tame it. And I often use the iceberg analogy. You know, you see just the tip of the iceberg. That's what you're living. That's, that's when you're getting triggered by the thoughts of your internal mean mama or getting triggered by the supposition that people around you are judging you or whatever it is. Um, that this is, this is just the tip of the iceberg. If we went in underneath and looked at all that's hiding under there, that's where we find all of the stories and the programs and the unspoken scripts that are actually running our lives. And so if we can connect with that, if we can know that every time we feel unsettled, every time we feel reactive, every time we feel angry, every time we feel hopeless, that this is actually just something under the surface happening, um, that we are meant to bring up into our conscious awareness so that we as parents can continue to grow ourselves and in the growing of ourselves, um, grow our children as well. Oh my goodness. I love everything you say. Wow. <laughs> so in my mind and in my experience, this has been 100% the purpose of parenting in my life is mm. to look beyond and below the tip of the iceberg at who mm. I am and my stories and my belief systems and to consciously change that. And so for me personally, it's been a very spiritual experience. It's been very much about learning my inner voice, learning how to quieten my mind and reflect and mm. learn and grow without fear, all of those things. I would love to hear your thoughts on the actual process of, I guess, diving into that iceberg um, because obviously your background is very much neuroscience and psychology and all of those things. Mm. What in your understanding and your own experience, how does someone begin to go into that iceberg underneath? Yeah, I think if we can begin by recognizing that we are going to be driven by these so-called programs, um, and as soon as we can begin to make sense of that and acknowledge that that's a very real experience for every human being, um, we are well on our way. The process by which you dive into that and bring it up to the surface can be multifaceted. Um, in my own life, uh, I have really come to the understanding that relationship exists for the purpose of allowing us to continue to evolve as um, human beings, as, as, as humans with souls and hearts and minds. Mm. And um, that's not just true of, say, marriage relationships or friendships or um, professional relationships. Uh, it is also true, and perhaps especially true, of the parent-child relationship. Mm. We don't actually have children to be happy. <laughs> oh, what a, I mean, what if you were to survey, <laughs> if you were to survey parents, and there's um, research to back this up, uh, they are actually the least happy group of human beings, and they're the most fulfilled. Oh, can you explain that again? We're the most, we're the least happy. So yes, happiness so meaning, happy. what does happiness mean in that context then? Did you know you're springing through the flowery meadows, skipping along <laughs> joyfully and gleefully as a parent? Um, we, we're, we're in it. And the reason that we're in it and in the struggle and in the challenge of it is because we have a little human in relationship with us and the relationship cannot um, 
be severed, right? Mm. Only in the most extreme cases. And we know that there's, you know, all sorts of horrible fallout that comes with that. And so now we're in this relationship and the purpose of relationship is to grow us up. That's the only reason that we, we as a social species do relationship. And you do not grow in the absence of challenge. So no challenge, no growth, which means that when you become a parent, you, you sign this unseen contract to enter into a significant period of your life where you will be thrust uh, into the challenge of being a human being as you try to grow up another little human being. And so it's going to feel oftentimes like it's a struggle, but what a beautiful, brilliant gift that that child gives you as you enter into the struggle. Oh, Vanessa, you've just blown my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Why, why, why don't we, why aren't we clear about what this is going to be like? I can see so clearly that the struggles that I had at the beginning of my parenting journey 10 years ago was my absolute unknowing of how this was going to change my life and the contract that I was getting into. You know, Mm -hmm. as parents, especially young, new parents, we go into it with this picture usually from Instagram, in our yes. mind of this beautiful bouncing baby and this perfect family and how mm. we're just going to skip through the meadows holding hands. And it is not that. It is not that. We have we have almost sold a lie, aren't we? I mean, I guess now I'm saying it out loud, if we told parents to be what they're about <laughs> to enter, the human race would die out, right? <laughs> right. There has to be some naivety for us to all carry on, right? <laughs> but So you have your magic wand. Let's give you a magic wand and mm-hmm. let's talk about what you would say to parents and what you would do differently to try and bring this conscious awareness to all of us to stop this suffering because it actually yeah. makes me very emotional. For years now, yeah. I've been working with mamas that are so broken. So you can hear it in my voice as soon as I start talking about it, that are so hard on themselves, think they're failing, think they're doing a bad job, don't know who they are anymore because they used to be someone who had it together and who thought they were on the right path and suddenly they're just so unsure of everything. What would you do if you could get in with your magic wand around Mm. the world and and Mm. tell or help parents with? You know, I love this question and I really believe that my sole purpose for being um, here and doing the work that I'm doing uh, is to change the conversation that we have around our parenting and in the world of parenting. And what I mean by that is to come up out of the um, the rigidity and the focus we have and all these absolutes and all these tangibles, kids must behave this way and kids must be, you know, ready to um, go to school by the time they're four and know how to write their name. And, do, you know, there's all these like rules and rigidity in the world of parenting. And, and this is all just a story. None of it's real. We are making all of it up. And so as soon as we can connect, as soon as we can really walk um, ourselves and other parents to this place of understanding that we are meant to actually observe this story. We are not meant to be the actors in it. 
And when we become the actors in it, we get consumed by it. And, and the life, our life and our reality becomes this made up story. When we can step out of that and look, look sort of um, down at it and observe it from a mindful, conscious kind of place, we can see, oh, I have a program that might be, um, I never do it good enough. And now look at me, the mama who thinks she never does it good enough. And if I were working with that mom, I might um, travel all the way back to a time when she was probably younger than six. And I'd say, tell me about a time when you remember being a little girl and not being good enough and being really worried about that. And do you see how the foundation of that got laid? And now you've got this beautiful little babe, this beautiful little child who's just raising that all up for you again. And you don't have to believe it. You don't have to make it real. We have a choice. And the thing is, we often don't feel like we do in parenting. Yeah. We feel like it's such an unpredictable roller coaster that we, that we get on every day. And in the moments of tantrums and overwhelm, we feel like we are so out of control and yes. unable to, to, uh, we're, we're so unable to mm-hmm. control our reactions. Yes. And when we can recognize, like the more we evolve and grow ourselves, when we could recognize that we actually choose every single feeling we have. And the beautiful power in that is if we don't like a feeling, we can choose it again. Yeah. Wow. I have a beautiful mantra I share with mamas that is in every moment I have a choice and I can choose again. And I think just those little things. For me, it's been um, over these past 10 years, it's been, it really has been almost like a reprogramming. Mm. Yes. It's been the, the act of seeing my brain as having certain pathways that are very, very well trodden. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I have to over and over and over again, aware enough and conscious enough in the moment to choose the path that has not been trodden so much and mm-hmm. try and make that the habit. That's right. And to have so much respect for the trodden path, like so much respect for, you know, whether it came from your childhood as a mom or a dad, or whether it came from, you know, a couple generations down the line and it's been passed along to you through your DNA, because we know that that uh, is how the, the experiences of our ancestors continue to be alive in us now. I was speaking to a mom the other day uh, who was talking about um, her, her mother and grandmother having lived through the Holocaust. And where we landed is that, that she didn't live through the Holocaust. Um, my client didn't live through the Holocaust, but the Holocaust lives in her. Right. So, so when we think about where those well-trodden pathways come from, like that's remarkable. Like think about the human brain, the human condition, the soul, that it can actually re-sculpt itself to, to serve the purpose of our survival. Like that's incredible. There's no, no other species that adaptive and that resilience, uh, resilient. Of course, the problem becomes as we grow into adults, um, those um, early kind of survival uh, pathways no longer serve. They become maladaptive and they start to actually get in the way of us living our biggest, best, fullest life. And 
parenting is one of the best ways to evolve, heal and change these old patterns and old stories. I think that's the thing that I just want to shout from the rooftops is that, as you beautifully say, the the struggles and the challenges you are having is to hear for a purpose. It is the ultimate purpose and to try and change the way we look at it. One last question from for you to hear your amazing insights before we finish up. One of the things you say is you don't have to go to bed at the end of the day worrying whether you have done a good job or you could have done it better. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think mm-hmm. there's a parent in the world who hasn't had a moment where they get into bed and think, oh, God, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I'd done it differently. Please, oh, I feel you. <laughs> please enlighten us with how we don't have to go to bed worrying about that. <laughs> Here's the thing, and it's a basic truth of our existence. Nothing in the universe is random. And so this day, however it plays out, however it played out was exactly perfect. It had to happen exactly that way so that you could grow exactly the way that you're supposed to grow and your child could grow exactly the way that they are supposed to grow. It's absolutely perfect. Now, I'm no longer I'm married to the father of my children, and I, uh, I know what it took to go to bed every night, especially uh, as we approach separation and in the early days of separation and, you know, all of the worries that you can get consumed by thinking you're going to ruin your children with this and, like, how's this all going to work out and what are we doing and it's all terrible and awful, uh, and to really sit in the faith of it had to be this way. And this way is perfect. Why? I don't know. That's way above my pay grade. Uh, And to have the faith that nothing is random. It's all perfect. It had to happen this way. And you just trust the plan. The universe has your back. Wow. Oh, Vanessa, I am so grateful that we connected at the amazing Maggie Dance Conference here in Sydney. You are the absolute perfect person for my mamas to hear because you bring such a wealth of research and experience and understanding of the brain and all of the behavior that I talk about so much and often don't have that grounding to be able to explain it. So you've been able to do it so beautifully. I would love to keep talking to you and I know my mamas will be asking for you to come back and talk to them. And so let's keep sharing this really, really important message. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you, soul sister. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Happy Mama Movement. I truly believe that great things happen when we come together to support and uplift each other. So to help spread the word and build the movement, I'd love it if you could pop over and leave a review. And if you have a mama friend who'd also love this insight, please share with her. Until next time, beautiful mama. Satnam. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.